Welcome. You're listening to the You're a Crazy Professor, But It Might Just Work, amazing podcast. Episode 30. It's more complex than just saying more guns equals more mass shootings. Despite the US response to the coronavirus pandemic using sporadic stay-at-home orders and lockdowns, at the end of 2020, there had been 612 mass shootings in the US. According to data provided by the Gun Violence Archive, which records mass shooting deaths, this was already significantly above the 417 mass shootings recorded in the whole of 2019. In fact, by August 2020, mass shootings in the US had already exceeded the year-end totals for each year from 2014 to 2018. Mass shootings in the US have continued the general year-on-year increase in terms of frequency, fatalities and injuries, but 2020 has been far worse than usual. The Gun Violence Archive defines mass shootings as a minimum of four victims shot, either fatally or not, excluding any shooter killed and injured in the attack. The Gun Violence Archive's definition of mass shootings includes incidents that can be related to criminal activity, family disputes or gangs. First off, we have to understand what we mean by mass shootings. There are different ways of categorising what is a mass shooting, because there's no legal definition. But one of the ways is by a service called the Gun Violence Archive, and essentially to them, a mass shooting is if you have four people who are injured, fatally or not, excluding any shooter injured. So, that's a very loose way of measuring mass shootings. There are more conservative ways that insist on four fatalities or three fatalities not related to crime. So the Gun Violence Archive is the loosest measure, shall we say, of mass shootings. There are more conservative measures of what's a mass shooting, with higher fatality and injury thresholds available at both Mother Jones and the Mass Shootings in America database. But whichever service you use, all services show an increase in mass shootings, part of a broader trend which has recently increased sharply. Now there are a number of reasons behind this increase. People's concern that law enforcement and the criminal justice system are not coping with a growing crime wave while COVID depletes police numbers. There are also those who believe that law enforcement is not working fairly or effectively for them, and a lot of these people are prompted to buy themselves guns. Mass gatherings and protests have also involved firearms being brandished and open carry laws being used for maximum advantage and intimidation. As the Harvard study from 2015 shows, put simply, more guns in society do equal more gun deaths. But it's a very complicated area, and it isn't just as simple as saying more guns does equal more deaths, and I can give you a good example. In 1994, in the US, assault rifles, AF, AR-15s, that sort of firepower, they were banned in the US. They were outlawed after a mass shooting in California, and the Clinton administration effectively banned the sale of AR-15s. Now, that ban was in place for 10 years until 2004, and the law was repealed, and AR-15s could again be sold. In that 10-year period, the number of mass shootings in the US on the whole didn't reduce. If anything, they carried on a slow, gradual increase. But what did change, however, was the number of fatalities and the number of injuries in those mass shootings. They did reduce slightly, 
because the attackers were using slightly less frightening firepower on the whole. There are a number of reasons behind why we think mass shootings have increased. Now, there's a very straightforward relationship that's been proven by research, and I mentioned it earlier. The more guns you have in society, the more shootings you will have. And that also correlates to mass shootings. But it's more complex than just saying guns equal shootings. That statistic, that correlation is there. Even when you statistically adjust as best you can for background levels of criminality or the number of violent criminals present in a community, you tend to find, even on a state-by-state -state basis, that the more guns there are, are correlated to the number of mass shootings. Now, what we've seen in the US is a massive increase in gun sales this year. And again, by August 2020 alone, sales of firearms in the USA overall went up by 60%. So, they obviously have more guns in society than ever before, and that's going to result in more mass shootings. There'll also be some complicated fallouts from that, because many of the people who've bought these guns, and this so far equates to about 2 million sold in the US up to August 2020, many of those people who bought firearms will eventually get rid of them, or sell them on through antique fairs or garage sales. And when you sell a firearm and you're not doing it for livelihood or profit, you don't need to have a background check of the purchaser. This is the so-called gun show loophole. And that will mean that further down the line, more guns will get into the hands of more people who shouldn't really have guns and who would not be able to get hold of them if background checks were undertaken. So it's a big problem now, but it's going to cause even bigger problems further down the line. In September 2020, the FBI identified the election period running up to the 2021 inauguration was going to be a potential flashpoint issuing an intelligence report warning of an imminent violent extremist threat from far-right militias, including white supremacists such as the Boogaloo Boys and the Proud Boys. Research generally shows that more guns in circulation result in more mass shootings, we know that. But this correlation alone, while important, does not explain why such attacks happen. Other countries with similar gun ownership rates to the US have considerably fewer mass shootings, so there's clearly something specifically cultural at play in the US. An increase in firearm sales in the US at the start of the coronavirus pandemic, especially involving first-time buyers, helped to partially explain the rise in mass shootings, reaching 1.3 million handguns and 700,000 rifles and shotguns sold by August 2020. This was an increase of 60% over average US sales, with August gun sales being the fifth highest month on record, according to FBI data. With demand for firearms increasing, the FBI's National Instant Criminal Background Check System, NICS, struggled to keep up and provide sellers with definitive background check decisions within the required time. This legal loophole in the system allows sellers to use their own discretion to sell or not, when background checks of purchasers come back from nicks as inconclusive. So it's not as straightforward as guns equals mass killings. There are lots of factors involved. Gun laws, not just at a federal level, but variations in statewide gun laws. But one big problem I think we're seeing, related to the increased sales of firearms, is the pressure on the FBI and the Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms Division and the agencies that undertake background checks they simply cannot cope with the demand coming through to them from gun sellers. 
So often after three days, the background checks go back to the seller as inconclusive and the discretion of the, the seller is used. It often means, of course, that firearms are again getting into the hands of people who we wouldn't want to have them. And what we really need to see are more staff being able to underground the back, under, undertake the background checks or the FBI and the ATF being given longer to undertake the background checks than they currently do so they can do more thorough and conclusive searches. So there are lots of problems being stored up for later on down the line by this flooding of the market with handguns and long guns. In some states, gun sales increased massively in the pandemic period. In DC and Michigan, they recorded increased sales of 449% and 200% respectively between August 2019 up to August 2020. In Michigan, gun sales actually dropped 19% between 2018 and 2019 before massively increasing again. In addition to known gun sales data, sales of guns not registered or recorded, those bought at gun fairs and garage sales for example, as well as online ghost guns, which are legal to purchase firearms, although technically they're not firearms, that come in kit form and require assembly by the purchaser, and they're not yet defined by the ATF as firearms. So the amount of those that are bought and sold on the internet also need to be considered. There are many types of mass shooting, and they're not homogenous. The reasons and mechanics behind school shootings are not the same as attacks in workplaces or public spaces. Some mass shooters seek infamy and attention, and tend to kill more victims than other mass shooters, as a result of their desire to make the news. Other mass shooters have extreme ideological or religious beliefs or hatred of people who may be unlike themselves. Severe mental health problems are behind less than 30% of active shooter attacks, and many others kill because of narcissistic or disordered personalities, which make them feel that mass shooting is the way to resolve their distress in life or for their particular problems. Personality disorders are not mental health problems and are classified separately from severe mental health problems and psychosis. And the vast majority of mass shooters do fully comprehend what they are doing. In the majority of mass shooting perpetrators, there are clearly identified triggering events which caused intolerable distress that pushes mass shooters into action, making their fantasies about solving their problems becoming reality. With increased gun sales and the number of mass shootings already extremely high, we can expect many more in the coming months and 2021. Research has shown that the contagion phenomenon is true. Mass shootings do lead to other mass shootings through general awareness and sensationalistic news reporting that can create anti-hero figures out of mass shooters. And these appeal to others who've also considered undertaking mass shooting themselves. So the contagion effect of mass shooting is well established. The febrile climate in the US will encourage some potential mass shooters to undertake more attacks, and these may involve targets, victims and locations different from those typically involved due to lockdown restrictions forcing attackers to go wherever large numbers of potential victims may now be. Schools, federal buildings and places of worship only account for 25%, 10 and 4% of mass shooter incidents respectively, with commercial and retail premises accounting for almost half of all mass shooting attacks. 
These places will remain active, attractive targets to mass shooters when densely populated and while access to firearms remains relatively easy and high. You've been listening to the You're Crazy Professor, But It Might Just Work amazing podcast. I hope this has been useful. I hope it's been helpful. <laughs>